The following programme is presented in its original form. It may contain some content or insensitive dialogue that does not reflect JFPN's corporate views. Rich, aka Bear, is a worked character and does not reflect the personal life of the actor portraying him. Jay is shoot and is completely oblivious to any fictional elements he may be presented with. This is because it is funny. JFA Podcast Network shows contain naughty language and controversial opinion. It's therefore intended for a mature audience. You can block access to this and other podcasts by not fucking listening to it. If you don't like us, go read a book or something. Listener discretion is advised. Beard and bear, beard and bear, beard and bear, beard and bear, I love my brother. I have always loved my brother. This notion of brother versus brother, of of natural versus nightmare, it's all very marketable, it's all very romantic, albeit not very accurate. This match is generation versus generation. When that animal can't go anymore, and it knows it's going to die, and it wants to die, you pull from the hip, you roll your fingers on the steel of the chamber, and you blow it away. You are listening to the pre-show for AEW's Double or Nothing, which is happening tonight on the 25th of the 5th. 2019 thank you so much for Dustin Rose for just carrying that on there um, underneath me I love it when people talk under me it's really really cool of you gold dust um, awesome. you keep on doing that keep on doing that <laughs> gold dust yeah um, anyway anyway um, this is Double or Nothing's pre-show <laughs> Jay you're quite deep into the beers are you how, how are you Not feeling really oh Drink I'm, on like, Drink I'm on like the, the smaller cans of what beer is, I guess. Oh, okay. 330 milliliter cans, and I know I'm on my second one, so not really. Oh, okay. Fair play, fair play. Just just in a chirpy mood today, then. Chirpy, chirp, chirp. Indeed. Of course, <laughs> this is in regards to Double or Nothing, which is on tonight. Um, it is the second or first AEW pay-per-view, depending on which canon you are sitting in. Um, there are currently nine listed matches, as well as some surprises which have been billed um, from Cody Rhodes. Hopefully it will be more than just... Jeff Jarrett. Um, fingers crossed, at least. Jay, are you looking forward to Double or Nothing? I am intrigued by Double or Nothing. Mm. Intrigued. I don't know if looking forward to it is the right word. Yeah, I mean, it's, it is actually the Double or Nothing moment for AEW as a concept, at least in these early days. Um, they have just signed a deal in the UK with ITV, um, who are the largest um, commercial t- 
terrestrial provider of television. Um, they will be appearing not only on ITV box office, um, which is interesting in and of itself because a lot of people have that here, but they'll also be appearing their weekly show when it starts in October will be appearing um, on ITV4. To contextualize that for any US or foreign fans of the Beard and Bear Power Hour, and of course, um, we know that we have loads of you guys drop us a line sometimes say hey say hey guys how are you all doing um in regards to those people who don't maybe know what the terrestrial landscape of television is like in the uk um WWE recently announced that they will be moving from Sky Sports, where they have a potential um, viewer base of 1.5 million, to BT um, Sport, where they have a potential viewer base of 2.9 million. Um, alternatively, um, AEW will be airing their show live on ITV4, which currently is available to just shy of 28 million homes. Um, bit of a coup for um, for Cody and um, Khan's House of Bants, isn't it? Yeah, they've struck a really good deal there. Mm. Um, but you, you can see them obviously could possibly dominate the English um, wrestling scene with that, but mm, really, see really could be interesting. In. Yeah. I mean, it's whether it's whether ITV are willing to give them a spot um, are willing to give them a catch up slot um, on one of their more mainline channels, or at least at a time um, that's a bit more reasonable. But um, considering that ITV four is um, kind of the, um, Kind of the channel where you'd quite happily see reruns and um, sister shows to reality TV shows. Usually, um, it's it's kind of a graveyard slot on there. Um, but of course, if they were to um, air it in on one of their more prominent channels, if uh, and I imagine there will be people who will watch regardless. Um, if they were to air it on one of their more prominent channels in a catch-up slot, then it could it could go all the way. ITV have definitely expressed interest um, in wrestling previously, as last year they came, um, they they allowed wrestling British wrestling to be back on British TV um, for the first time in a long time with um, their series World of Sport, um, which featured many superstars who have since left their availability on the table and gone to the Big E to train in the NXT Performance Center. So this could be a nice way for them to get into that arena that they so so very long have wanted to re-enter um, since they closed down um, World of Sport and WCW um, Saturday um, night. What was it? WCW Saturday what was it called? Saturday something. It was WCW's Saturday Slam Masters or whatever their whatever their. It was in the afternoon as well. Right? Yeah, it was. It was Saturday afternoon, five yeah. o'clock, wasn't it? Um, when we were kids, mm. used to watch that before um, before catchphrase with Roy Walker, and um, of you course. Always remember Angel. Always remember Angel. Mm. The big boss man. Ah uh, yes, um, it was a good show. I always remembered the spinning ring. Do you remember the spinning ring from WCW? <laughs> um, of course, we could wax lyrical about WCW and its glory days um, until until our hair turns um, that horrible shade of smoky white that Eric Bischoff's did. However, I don't have any hair. <laughs> <laughs> 
beard hair. I have that problem. You have beard hair. Oh, I do hair, have beard Jake. hair. Yes. I do. Yes. I do have a beard. Of course. On my face. I don't have any hair. <laughs> um, I don't have any hair, at least um, not anywhere else on my body, because I've done my summer shave, which is why I am now bear spelt B-A-R-E, but I'm not changing it, because as we found, changing the spelling of things and channel names is not a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> So there are nine <laughs> matches um, scheduled for this show. Um, lots of interesting ones. I'm just going to read um, up the page from what's currently on the Wikipedia show. Going to give me your thoughts um, and any kind of ideas that you may have in regards to the match as they go. There are two confirmed for the pre-show. There is, of course, um, the match between Kip Sabian and Sammy Guevara. Um, any familiarity with either of these two competitors at this stage? Kip Sabian sounds familiar. Other than that, I don't. What I understand is Kip Sabian is not important enough to have his own Wikipedia page yet. Um, meanwhile, <laughs> Sammy Guevara um, has worked for Inspire Pro Wrestling, winning the Inspire Pro Junior Crown Championship two times, as well as the Pure Prestige Championship one time. Lucha Libre um, AAA Worldwide, where he was a Cruiserweight Champion. Um, Bull of the Woods Championship, I believe that's an independent promotion. Um, I'm not quite sure where from. Pro Wrestling Federation of Pakistan, believe it or not. He was the PWFP Ultimate Champion um, for, uh, well, once, and he is the current P. WFP champion. Um, he was also ranked number 375 of the top 500 singles wrestlers, um, the PWI 500, back in 2017. Um, he's also been part of Wrestle Circus. He won the Ringmaster and the Sideshow Championships, as well as the Wrestling Association of Reynosa City War City Heavyweight Championship um, before joining the Extreme wrestling alliance um where he was the extreme rumble winner in 2019 and the xwa heavyweight champion um as we speak he's been on the independent circuit since 2013 um and of course Just a few credentials there yes um yeah. of course he is also a mainstay in major league wrestling where he's yet to win a title um yeah, so I, th I yeah. think he may and be I the one. I still don't recognise his name. <laughs> MLW, I watched that. Don't know who he is. Um, he <laughs> certainly sounds like undercard, um, undercard fodder at the moment. Um, but I mean, he may be the one overall um, in regards to this match. I think um, because he has a Wikipedia page. Well. Yeah, kind of. If I went against him, <laughs> I imagine that he'd be put over. I'd be putting him over. If I'm honest. Um, Do you think they're going to give my Wikipedia page and be like, "You've got a better <laughs> Wikipedia page, so you're going to go over"? <laughs> yeah, probably, probably. Um, I have been able to find some information on Kip Sabian. Of course, um, he is an independent wrestler from the UK. He is from Great Yarmouth in England. He's 27 years old. He has nine years. And of he's bold, right? Um, no. 
then I don't know who he is. He has nine <laughs> years of in-ring experience, was trained by Ricky and Roy Knight, um, Carl Kramer and Sweet Soraya, um, and his nickname is Superbad. Um, his latest comments um, on Cage Match um, say that he had some great stuff in Ring of Honor. Um, he is the best um, in regards to luck, and his current rating on Cage Match database is 8.44. Cage Match is good, right? Um, it's a good database, yeah, Cage Match. Quite like Cage Match actually um yeah. it's quite useful um he has ah there we go um he's had um several matches he's he's wrestled um in televised events um or recorded events um since 2010 um however his most active year was last year where he had 109 matches um altogether across promotions with such prestige as ROH IPW um RPW um as well as um frontline wrestling and Defiant, where he's had three matches. Um, so quite a bit of credentials to Kip Sabian, to be fair. Um, in fact, I may have seen him live. <laughs> Believe it or not, he's also uh, he's also had uh, one match at Progress as well. So fairly interesting pedigree between these guys who we know nothing about. Um, but that kind of gives everybody a kind of idea in regards to in regards to those two. Any thoughts on who's going to win? I mean, I know I'm asking you. Basically, <laughs> this is—I know that this is the equivalent of trying to play tennis when the ball is made of jelly. But I'm going to go with Kip. I'm going to go Kip's with. Kip's going to take go, the win. I'm going to go with Sammy. So there we go. We're both committed to got something. Got a Wikipedia page. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. That's that's how we do it. <laughs> um, after this, in the pre-show, we will of course get the um, 21-man casino. Battle Royale. Um, I believe that the variations in regards to this is that there are 21 entrants, five start in the match every three minutes, five more randomly selected wrestlers will enter the match at the same time, and the 21st and final entrant known as Lucky 21, of course, um, a reference to Blackjack, will, um, career gambler Richard there says says that, <laughs> <laughs> we'll enter alone um, some nine to three minutes after everyone else has entered. Um, what's your knowledge of who's entered in this one? There's some surprises currently. Yeah, so Sonny Kiss, I believe, is like a transgender wrestler. Okay. Would that be right? Um, um, quite impressive wrestler, to be fair. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, Sonny Kiss yeah. is um, American professional wrestler and manager who um, is transgendered, um, originally from Jersey City. Um, he's been in a relationship with professional wrestler Killian Murphy since 2017. Um, really, um, apparently his... Uh, her, sorry, um, sunny side up move is quite um, impressive um, as it is a... Um, variation of the molly go round also has um a twerk salt which is a standing moon salt that is preceded by twerking um that's pretty much all i can tell you but still very impressive wrestler Fair play. Uh, quite a athletic wrestler mm -hmm. um don't see sunny kiss winning but 
it's a good addition. Probably, yeah, probably enter a bit of character to um, a match um, for quite yeah. a few people um, in regards to this. Um, of course, Brian Cutler um, is um, also involved. He has been wrestling with Empire since 2003, um, in and out there. He's been part of the NWA Arizona um the, the Arizona contingent of the National Wrestling Alliance, Empire Wrestling Federation, um, and was number 359 um, of the top 500 wrestlers ranked in PWI 500 in 2012. Um, he currently holds the West Coast Wrestling Company's wildcard championship. Um, so he has a bit of a credential going in there, um, as well as the EWF, um, the EWF American Championship that he currently holds. That's the mid-tier um, there. Also previously known as Brandon Nitro. Um, any thoughts on this guy, or is is he an unfamiliar name to yourself? Unfamiliar name to myself. Yeah, no, same here. Um, One person who will not be unfamiliar to either of us is, of course, Raymond M. Lloyd, or as he is better known, Glacier. Glacier. That's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Glacier. Glacier has been announced um, as being part of of this um any any thoughts on what you're hoping to see from glacier there wasn't he like some mortal combat character basically uh yeah i mean the idea behind kind of style the kind of kicks that he does and yeah the idea behind his um behind his character and gimmick was to be a um was to be a athletic counterpoint um to sub-zero from mortal combat um Basically, that was his gimmick. They stole Sub Zero's um, thing, took out the um, took out the ninja element of his costume, and um, decided to um, give him a super kick to finish. Um, and that's yeah. But doesn't he? Didn't he have like um, a line down his down his eye? Because there, there is a Sub Zero um, in Mortal Kombat where he doesn't have a mask and he does look like Glacier. Uh, yeah, the <laughs> older version of Sub Zero, um, who um, later stopped wearing his um, later stopped wearing his Shaolin monk costume, um, which was from Mortal Kombat three onwards. Um, he, he did have a scar down his um, right eye. Um, that pretty much. Pretty much- runs into his um that pretty much runs into um glacier's gimmick actually as mortal kombat 3 um and the design differences to sub-zero were just becoming known um in the 1996 um period when he first made an appearance of course in his earlier appearances he did also come down with the mask and then on mass so um it was as close to a um it was as close life computer game. <laughs> to a real-life computer game as a semi-talented wrestler in a poorly made Chinese Disney World gimmick version of um, Sub-Zero could manage. WCW. Yeah, I mean, it's... I don't know. He's clearly he's clearly going to be one of the early entrants in this, made to make people smile. Is all I can say. Um, any familiarity? Glacier. <laughs> yeah, basically that's what it's there for. Um, any um, understanding of Ace Romero? He's a big guy, isn't he? He is a big guy. Some MLW, to my understanding. He is indeed. Um, 
Um, he, the last, go on. The last thing I saw, he was getting his ass handed to him by a fa- new faction in MLW called. There we go. Forgotten the name of it. Um, something unit. Anyway, yeah, yeah. He's he's all right. Yeah. He's all right. I mean, he's six foot. He's four hundred pounds. He's from Seiko, Maine, um, and um, he's really a bit Only of a four hundred. Only 400, that's what he's billed at, at least um, by MLW themselves. Um, he's His signature moves are um, the running shotgun drop kick um, and a rock bottom senton combo, um, along with a move that they just call the pounce. He seems to be a bit of a throwback to the agile super heavies, um, such as Bam Bam Bigelow, Big Van Vader, um, kind of that kind of element. Um I don't see him winning. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, no, definitely not. No, he's definitely he's, not. Definitely one of my picks, anyway. Yeah, he's definitely there to cash his check, and that's fine. Um, familiar name there, obviously, is um, Brian Pillman Jr. Um, this is the son, I believe, of Brian Pillman. Um, Correct. Yes, indeed. Um, raised in Edgewood, Kentucky, he is. Um, he is one of the those up and coming names um as he has only debuted he only debuted um just over a year ago in December thirtieth, two thousand and seven. He's come a very, very long way. His promo work is exceptional, I think. The way he portrays his character is is very, very good. And the new Hot Foundation, I believe he is with um Teddy Hart and also um is going by David Boy Smith Jr. now, isn't it? Uh, yes, David Boy Smith Jr. Um, yeah. and Teddy Hart. Um, he is the MLW World Tag Team Champion. He's had quite a rocky year as well when it comes to um, championships. He's a singles title now as well at MLW. He, he um, although he doesn't have it in MLW, he may appear with it in MLW as he has the Supreme Wrestling Mid America Heavyweight Championship as well as the WCWO Wrestling Heavyweight Championship. I mean, that is a championship for an entire promotion there. So. <sighs> Quite um quite a rookie year for that guy, isn't it? Really, um, considering he's only eighteen months into his career and he's already holding three um, championships. Um, yeah, what more can you say? Um, Do you reckon he'll win? This guy, the sky's limit for this guy. Um, he is one of my picks. That's fair. Um, that's he fair. is one of my picks. I'm yet to, to win. S- yet to see him wrestle, so I am very much looking forward to that. Um, next one, named after a very famous moment um, in wrestling history, um, believe it or not, um, wrestler Sonny days um which is james dillon of course um he is a freelancer from Westlawn, pennsylvania in the usa he's 11 years of in-year in-ring experience um his nickname is the bulldog and his signature moves are the dog bite and the spear um which roman reigns obviously is is worried there (laughs) he's had quite a sporadic career though um he seems to have um he seems to have appeared um quite infrequently um on actual televised matches um although he has been wrestling since 2008 um he has collectively um 
appeared on television probably i would say less than 30 times um most of his time being spent with classic championship wrestling um and the atomic wrestling um and um, atomic championship wrestling um as well as um, various freelance shows um, and one-off shows. Uh, His most famous match or or his most famous um, promotion that he's interfaced with so far, bar AEW, um, actually, probably I would say Jersey Championship Wrestling, which, I mean, you ever seen Jersey Championship Wrestling? Can't say I have. Well, um, uh, neither have I, um, but yeah, he's, he's, uh, he appeared he's three times it. for them. Um, back <laughs> in <laughs> yeah. I don't know anything about silly days. I've literally never heard of the guy. Yeah. So quite interesting, obviously, um, Obviously, there's got to be something in him if there is that level of interest in him. Um, but it's really hard to find a notable match that he's had with um, a name that Anyone. many people would recognize. Um, <laughs> I don't mean this to insult anybody. Um, I mean, I'm sure David Ali and O'Shea Edwards or, um, you know, Logan Creed, Logan Creed, for instance, are perfectly accomplished wrestlers. It's just they're not necessarily household names and neither sunny days. No offense to sunny days. Uh, <laughs> this is going well next one <laughs> <laughs> next person I go to shit on here is of course Maxwell Jacob Friedman also known oh, as MJF really I don't this know this guy's awesome so, yeah, yeah go, go ahead give me some background on this guy what you know about him um, he wrestles all over promotions uh, internet promotions in America from what I've seen him in is MLW and I've also seen him in Uncharted Territory but I know mm. he wrestles all over um, he's got a rich boy gimmick, which seems to be quite popular in wrestling at the moment. Yeah, um, there um, is that kind of millennial rich boy kind of um, backlash going on across the across the scene. He's in a faction with Richard Holiday and also Alexander Firestone called Legacy, I believe they're called in MLW. Um, okay. Yeah, no, his might works is is pretty good. He's he's just one of those heels that are cheap to win. He'll pay all the wrestlers to do his dirty work. Um, yeah, no, he's one of my picks to win this actually. Oh, fantastic! Well, of course, you are in good company in regards to that. Um, we are we are talking about, of course, somebody who was ranked number three hundred and fifty-two in the top five hundred single wrestlers in the PWI five hundred of two thousand and eighteen. He is an MLW World Middleweight Champion, former MLW World Middleweight Champion. Maryland Championship Wrestling gave him their Rage Television Championship. Um, he has had the American Lucha Lucha. Championship for Rockstar Pro Wrestling, um, along with the Dramatic Dream Team's um, Iron Man Heavy Metal Weight Championship, um, Combat Zone Wrestling. Of course, he has he's had experience there, holding both. Really? His, he has indeed holding both the CZW um, Wired Championship and the CZW World Heavyweight Championship, um, as well as appearances for Alpha One Wrestling, where he held the Outer Limits Championship, and um, of course, All American Wrestling um, handed him. Um, or allowed him to win the AAW Heritage Championship because that hasn't been won by enough people. Um, all in all, sorry, was that a dig? Um, that sounded a bit more of a dig than it was meant. 
<laughs> Honestly, you, you'll be you'll be quite happy with his in-ring work when you, I, when you watch I him. I am looking forward to it. Um, this is one of the great things about because um, I I had the pleasure of scanning through um, All In the other night actually before doing this show, um, and I just kind of scanned through it um, as well as the over the budget battle royal, um, just to kind of refresh myself with what the product could potentially look like and it's some of the places where I discovered some of my, um, some of my current favorites. Um, because as you know, I'm not necessarily one to seek out indie wrestling. Um, I kind of have to be pulled to it like a horse to water. Do I not? Um, at times, sure. at times. <laughs> well, I, I'm not somebody who might turn around to you and say, Oh, I watched, I watched this one and then I watched that one. And then I saw this, like, that's me, can, yeah, that's more kind of you. Whereas, whereas I'm more of a kind watch of this match. You need to watch this match. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. more kind of this, um, this kind of, well, um, you know, I could do that, but then there's NXT and there's new Japan pro wrestling and there's, there's, you know, all of these kind of progress. Pro- progress so I, I won't necessarily branch out, but uh, yeah, Joey Janela, of course, is going to be making an appearance. Um, I know that you're, you, he'll be definitely one of your picks to win. Um, you're a big fan of Joey Janela, aren't you? <laughs> I've seen one match of Joe Janela, and that really? was all because in. I'm, yeah, I'm really yeah, I haven't, sure. I haven't, I haven't seen massively sure that you that. have that you have talked about him before. Um, yeah, no, I know he's a, he's, a, he's a big character. Um, I'm pretty sure I've only seen one match. I was quite impressed with the showing against Hamman Page, but all in. But other than that, I've not really. Fair play. I've not um, really seen much. Um, well, I think he's in, in charge of territory as well. He's one of those. He's one of those that goes through every single independent promotion in the US. He's very popular. Yeah. I know that for much. My um, impression. He's, he's very liked in the independent world. My impression with him at the moment um, is that um, I mean, obviously, he's been wrestling on the independent circuit since 2016. But judging by the caliber of the places that he's going now, um, and at the age of 29 um, as he is, my assumption at the moment is that he is probably going through that series now of seasoning himself um, for um, being part of um, a more kind of major league piece. Um, All Elite Wrestling, obviously, is a great opportunity for him because it is that next step. Um, But he has had quite a storied history. Um, He was the Combat Zone Wrestling um, Wired TV champion three times. Um, also been part of Absolute Intense Wrestling, where he was the AIW Intense Champion, um, as well as winning the JT Lightning Memorial Tournament in 2018. Um, he's also um, gone south of the border for Forza Lucha, um, where he won the Forza Lucha Cup Championship. Um, I can't tell you which year, I'm afraid. House of Glory um, gave him a tag team championship with Anthony Gangone. Um, Jersey Championship Wrestling held their own J Cup back in 2000. 2014, which he won. Um, National Wrestling Superstar gave him the NWS Cruiserweight Championship three times, um, and he also won the OPW On Point Wrestling Heavyweight Championship as well. He's ranked number 199 in the top 500 singles wrestlers of the PWI 500 in 2018, um, as well as being the PWS Suicidal Six-Way Champion. Um, Once, that was for Pro Wrestling Syndicate. Um, He won the WWN Live Championship one time and um, also was a World Extreme Wrestling Blast Television Champion. So in 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 his career of 13 years, he has... 
really had quite a quite a storied career um facing people such as mjf as we've spoken about leo rush um as well as other large names um within the independent um and his manager was penelope ford who's who's penelope ford it was his ex-girlfriend apparently oh interesting yeah yeah just for for that information in there (laughs) <laughs> nice just round, round, off, round off my end. Um, of course a man who needs um, no introduction um, who will also be competing um, Jay do you want to cover this one it's Mr. Ass it's Billy Gunn ah Billy Gunn he's good <laughs> thank you very much Jay for your input yeah um, I don't he's think... like a what he's a seven time WWE tag team champion uh, Intercontinental Champion, Hardcore Champion. Um, that's about it, really, isn't it? Um, yeah, I mean, so for World Wrestling Entertainment, he was <laughs> WWF Hardcore Champion twice, um, Intercontinental Champion once, Tag Team Champion once, um, Tag Team Championship ten times. Um, that was oh, a bit off on that one. Well, to be fair, I can understand why you'd why you'd have fought seven because that will cover the Road Dog and Chuck portion of his career. But also, I do remember that the Smoking Guns were three time tag guns. team champions. Yeah. Um, that was go. before Bark Guns. Epic, epic performance in the brawl for all, which led to him being buried by Butterbean, of course. Um, he was the 1999 King of the Ring. Um, of course he was. Which a lot of people forget because obviously he's one of the only King of the Ring winners not to go on to um, contend or win the WWF or WWE title. Um, and of course, he is a bona fide WWE Hall of Famer class of 2009. Um, also, ex trainer at NXT. Ex trainer at NXT. Fired because of steroids. That does not surprise me. Um, I mean, this is a man who Jim Ross, Bruce Pritchard, and Jim Cornette have all gone on record saying that he is the most um, he is the most physically um, able worker that they have ever met. Um, apparently. Whenever um, there was a strongman competition um, backstage while the boys were bored, um, it would always come down to Mark Henry and Billy Gunn, believe it or not. <laughs> that guy is a machine. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me if in his older age he may need some supplementing. Of course, he's also made big moves on the independent scene, um, World Pro Wrestling, um, Vanguard Championship Wrestling, TWA Powerhouse, Smash Mouth Pro Wrestling, um, Maryland Championship, um, International Wrestling Federation, Freedom Pro Wrestling, Bad Boys of Wrestling, and American Pro Wrestling Allegiance uh, Alliance have all awarded him champions at various points in his career. Too numerous for me to sit here and list. And he just had a show at WAW as well in Norwich. Uh, did he? Did he? Yeah. I think it's part of Fightmare. Fightmare 4, Fightmare 5. Mm. Um. Bit of an interesting one coming in regards to this, of course, um, and I'm very interested to see how um, it is handled. Um, how it is handled as a whole. Um, the world's first bilateral amputee wrestler, um, Dustin Thomas, will be at AEW's Double or Nothing, and of course in the 21-man Casino Battle Royal. Are you aware of Dustin Thomas? Aware of any of his work? 
No. <laughs> Fair play. Um, <laughs> Are you rich? <laughs> um, only in so far that I know that he has. Um, he uh, is a bilateral I'm check Wikipedia now as well. He doesn't have a Wikipedia entry. He is a bilateral amputee, and that's all I could tell you. He was. Um, he was involved in Southern Honor Wrestling, um, and that's all I can tell you about this guy. But an interesting, an interesting kind of element there, I suppose. Um, he's, yeah. What more can you say? Um, do you think Dustin Thomas could win? I'm gonna say no. Fair play. Um, I it would be good if he did. I will be interested to see his style, um, and I'm looking forward to see what they can do with him on the show because um, apparently he can he works a submission style which allows him to do um, which allows him to do many of the things that you would not expect using his upper body. So kind of interested to see where that goes. Jimmy Havoc, of course, um, we have spoken about him recently on our podcast. Um, both of us have seen him live various places, um, various places throughout our wrestling fandom. Um, any thoughts on Jimmy Havoc? Is he one of your picks? Jimmy fucking Havoc. He actually is. I would be really interested to see a match with Jimmy Havoc or Kenny Omega or Chris Jericho. Mm. Um, I think it might be a test for Jimmy Havoc, but it would also show how good he is at the same time. Could he be the? Um, could this be their way of introducing the hardcore element to this? Um, do you think he may he may kind of Royal Rumble ninety ninety eight it up and come and get involved? Yeah, no, I fully I fully expect him to bring out all kinds of weaponry uh, to the ring with this one. Mm. Um, it is going to be a plus fourteen TV. Thing, whatever they call it in America, yeah, uh, that's the, they're going to be their product. They're not going PG. They're they're going to be pushing the boundaries. Yeah. So yeah, you can probably expect to see a lot of hardcore stuff coming from Jimmy Havoc coming Excellent. into AEW. Very excited seeing that. It's been a long time since I've seen um, this kind of event. Include that. I mean, Jimmy Havoc's credentials at this stage kind of talk for themselves. Um, kind of talks for themselves. Um, again, I'm just going to so this doesn't become a list of accolades. I'm just going to um, mention that. Obviously, he's part of Progress Wrestling. He's been he's won the Progress Wrestling Championship um, once. He's won the Progress Tag Team Championship once with Mark Haskins, um, Defiant, and What Culture Pro Wrestling um, Hardcore Championship, as well as two-time Tag Team Championship once with Mark Haskins, once with Primate, um, and he is current champion for Championship um, the COW Champion, Anarchy Pro Wrestling Champion. Um, Anyone else he is currently a champion for? Nope, but he is ranked 147 on the top 500 singles wrestlers, PWI 500 of 2017. So, yeah, what more can you say about Jimmy fucking Havoc? That's fucking awesome, mate. Yeah, I like On to the next one. Michael Nakazawa. On to the next one. <laughs> no, of course. Michael Nakazawa is a Japanese professional wrestler. Um, he His specialities include the Spear and the Firebird Splash. Um, he comes from DDT um, and KOD, as well as the Universal Wrestling Association. He has held the DDT Extreme Championship, as well as the KOD Tag Team Championship twice, um, and the UWA World Trios Championship. That's the Universal Wrestling. 
Wrestling Association, um, which is the Mexican Lucha Libre promotion based in, I hope I get this right, Nacolpan. Um, he's a bit of a... Yeah, a bit of a interesting, um, interesting character there because, of course, he is he has been. Oh, would this be? So I guess it's part of the working relationship they're going to have with um, AEW DDT because it's already been on record that DDT is more than happy to um, provide wrestlers for this promotion. Um, yeah, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if this was. Um, I mean, he is he is an active member of the DDT roster, um, and will continue to be moving forward by the looks of it. Um, he mm. appears to be a bit more of a lighthearted kind of, um, kind of wrestler, um, judging by his, his standard poses. Um, but he's age 43 yeah. as well. Yeah. He's, he's been wrestling. So... He's been wrestling since, um, before 1995. Although, um, Although he is listed on the Pro Wrestling Wiki as debuting in 2005, the Universal Wrestling Association folded in 1995, so he couldn't have won the Trios Championship um, after that, of course. Um, I don't think we're going to see him win, but I think this would be a great way to introduce him to um, an American audience. Um, yeah, and I think we're probably going to see a couple of a couple of interesting spots from him. Um throughout the match just to kind of have that kind of Tajiri style um, that Tajiri style kind of interest um, in him um, and try and get some of that groundswell going um, Jungle Boy um, Luke Perry's son Jungle Boy um, what do you know about Luke Perry's son as a wrestler that his name is Jungle <laughs> I know very little about him as well, um, to be honest. Um, I know that he has had a fairly um, storied career. He has um, faced Rich Swan, Puma King, um, DJ Z, um, Nate Coy, Trent Seven, um, Trip Cassidy. Uh, I mean, when you actually look at who he's faced on the independent circuit, um, there's definitely some interesting stuff coming from um, coming from Jungle Boy, and I reckon this could be a bit of a breakout moment for him. Um, but of course, um, he has only been wrestling since 2015, so some interesting stuff could come from him. Um, any thoughts in regards to Jungle Boy and what we might see from him? Other than no. what you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally an open book on that one, aren't you? Literally just kind of interested. Literally, and, yeah, I have see, no idea. Go on. This is your go on. Impress me moment um, for the son of a former WCW yeah. world yeah, champion. Impress me. Yeah. Fair play. Um, Isaiah Cassidy. Um, who is a wrestler for 302 Pro Wrestling. Um, he was at their debut event participating in a six-man scramble. Um, not much is known about him other than that he is 21, um, one of the leaner wrestlers um, and one of the one of the younger prospects coming out of Brooklyn. Um, he has held the House of Glory Tag Team Championship once um, with Mark Quen. Um, so, yeah, I couldn't tell you any more about Isaiah Casti. Know anything about Isaiah Casti? 
Nope. Fair play. Um, Mark, <laughs> this is going well, isn't it? Well, I don't know. I don't know. I think uh, every, uh, you and everybody else, Jay, um, I mean, I, uh, I wouldn't know anything about half of these people, which is why I've got the, got the benefit of this PC. I am researching these wrestlers, so you guys do not have to in the audience um, participating along with us. Mark Quen, of course, his tag team partner will also be there. Um, he has seems to have had that um he's been wrestling since 2001 um he seems to have that veteran um kind of usually with a younger wrestler kind of thing he's he's been involved with um one night only with anthony gangoni um true talents with alex rise um private party um is his tag team name with isaiah Cassidy that he's currently with and the high spot heroes with smiley um his nickname is mr ariel assault um he has four recorded tag team championships um in his um lifetime for eastern pennsylvania wrestling um entertainment underground fight the world wrestling house of glory and new england frontier wrestling so he seems to be a bit of a territory trainer and traveler um pretty much all i can say about that unless you have anything else to say in regards to that guy <laughs> that guy, guy. Mark Quen. um Austin Matelson, also known as the Luchasaurus, um, will also be involved in this. Trained by Bill DeMott, Billy Gunn, um, Rick Grayson, and Ballard Brothers. Former contestant on Big Brother 17 in America. Um, he was a housemate back in 2015, as well as appearing on The Price is Right, Access Hollywood, and um, again, returning in Big Brother 19. Of course, the interesting part about his career is that in 2012 to 2014 he was signed in a developmental contract with the WWE and ended up in um, in FCW where he was given the ring name Judas Devlin um, he had his FCW debut teaming with Corey Graves and defeating, defeating Briley Pierce and CJ Parker um, before the NXT transition um, and he was transferred to the developmental um, brand NXT. He had matches mainly in house shows and was released in 2014 after a severe spinal injury. Um, since then, he resurfaced at Lucha Underground in 2016 um, and has been running the independent circuit since around about the same time. Um, any knowledge on the Luchasaurus? Uh, um, I imagine you will have seen some of his work on Lucha Underground because I know that you watch those series. Uh, if I have seen him, I don't remember him. Um, he was part of the Reptile Tribe stable. Um, oh, okay. With, um, right. Yeah, okay. I believe he was known as Vibora at the time. Um, Doesn't really ring a bell. Luchasaurus Vibora, fair play. Um, well, regardless, um, he's... Um, his real most interesting part there is that he was involved um, in a scandal regarding Bill DeMott that made the news um, in March 2015. Several former NXT trainees previously working within WWE developmental system alleged misconduct <coughs> by De Bill DeMott. Um, this, of course, later led to Bill DeMott's resignation, as far as I'm, I'm aware. I'm just going to point out it's Bill DeMott. Um, where's the N? Because it's spelled D-E-M-O-T-T. Well, it's pronounced a month. Just going to throw that out there. Then they are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, I go by the Bruce Pritchard pronunciation, of course. Of course. <laughs> Why would you not? TDT Pro Wrestling, Lucha Underground, Millennium Pro Wrestling, Pro Wrestling Blitz, um, and All-Star Wrestling have all awarded him championships um, in the past, and he is the current All-Star Wrestling Tag Team Champion with Thunderform Jalahandar, um, and his Pro Wrestling Illustrated um, rank is number 331 as of 2013. For those of you keeping score at home, he'd won on neither of his appearances on Big Brothers. And the final known <laughs> entrant, um, and this has been announced and confirmed, is Perfection, Sean Spears. Perfection, Sean, Sean Spears. Really looks like someone that I used to know on WWE. Yeah, um, I believe he is the genetic clone of Ty Dillinger. Um, so... Right, twin brother, right? <laughs> yes. Twin brother. Oh, yeah. of course. We are, of course, talking about Sean Spears, who plays a Ty Dillinger, who is now known as Perfection Sean Spears. Um, he's my pick. Do you think they will shout 10 at him? I think they will not stop shouting 10 at him all throughout the rest of the event, which could derail his career in AEW, um, if I'm utterly honest. And did you know he was trained by Cody Dino, of all people, Eric Young, which is pretty awesome, and Derek Wilde, whoever the hell that is? Um, I was aware of that. Yes, indeed. Um, Cody Dina um, is, of course, signed with Impact Wrestling at the moment. And is yes, a, he is. He is a 19-year veteran. So, um, yeah, I've, I've always rated Ty Dillinger's in-ring ability. I know that you feel that he's missing the it factor to be on the main roster, um, to be in a prominent position on any main roster, um, especially mm -hmm. considering his debut was in 2001. Um, however, um, I feel that he will make a great supporting role in any federation he's in um, and giving him small transitional that isn't what he, Well, if he gets TV time, then great, but that isn't what he wants. He doesn't want to be a supporting role or a jobber. That's one of the reasons why he left WWE. Well... And they had nothing for him. <laughs> well, I mean... If he can do, if he can do for the AEW World Title what he did for the um, Ace, um, for the um, ALW Georgian Bay Heavyweight Championship that he once held, then great. But I'm looking at his list of titles, and there is a lot of television championships on there. Just saying, Ty. He was the ALW Georgian Bay heavyweight champion one time. That's what I just mentioned. As I say, if he can do the same for the AEW championship <laughs> that he did for the ALW Georgian Bay heavyweight championship, which, as lifetime wrestling fans, this is our first time either of us have ever fucking heard of said championship, then I'm sure he's in good hands. Um, but no. I've heard of it be before. Well, that's because you're special. Um, there are... <laughs> There are. He's my pick to win. He is actually my pick to win. And the reason he's my pick to win, sadly, sadly. is due to the politics of him winning that match and nothing else. Completely disagree with you. He isn't winning at all. There's just no chance of that happening. Obviously, Cody Rose has already stated that we will give him all the resources that he needs to succeed. Hmm. Which is a very nice way of saying, um, grab that brass ring some, any time you like. I mean, you've been trying for 18 years, Sean. Um, 
But I still didn't see him going over. Yeah, fair play. Um, because um, come on. these two be announced for four competitors. That was exactly be the where ones I to was be going. Actually, yeah. who do you, who do you think um, who do you think these could be? Let's speculate as we wind well, into the end of our first hour here on the pre-show. And we were going for a half an hour episode. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, that's what having a battle royal at the start of every fucking event does to our pre-shows. Yeah. So let's get into it. So, John Moxley. Let's just throw it out there. Let's do that now. Okay. Um, I think John Moxley will more likely. We could have, be... we could have waited to the end for that, but. Yeah. Um, I think I think John Moxley will be more likely um, showcased in a singles capacity rather than um, during a pre-show. I think he's too big to appear towards the end of a pre-show unless they are doing the WWE thing of banking on those pay-per-view buys. Um, wouldn't necessarily be a bad idea to have John Moxley win it, grab the microphone, and then them go to the pay-per-view. Would that make sense? Yeah, would, just, make sense? would make sense. Mm. And none, none of the promos in AEW are going to be scripted. Yeah. So when you're out yeah. there, you need to be on your on your game. Yeah, that would be a really good way to kind of put that put that um, element in and and force those people to buy it. Um, and if there's and if, and if there's anyone that can cut a promo better than anyone when it's not scripted, it's John Moxley. Yeah. That's fair. Um, CM Punk, do you reckon he'll be showing up? There seems to have been a lot of noises made. I personally think that that is all just a just a bit of a pipe dream. Oh, I was expecting some dream thing to happen there. Um, <laughs> don't know what you're happen. talking about. <laughs> don't know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, there'll be no CM Punk. Um, I see um, Hangman Page being one of them as well. Yeah, I don't see them being on the main show yeah. at this point. Nah, it makes sense. Um, and of course, um, nah, I can't think of anybody else who might appear other than other than a few a, f- a few Bullet Club mainstays, um, possibly. Um, I wouldn't be surprised, for instance, if we saw a um, an invasion um, from one of Tamatonga. yeah one of the OGs um, involved in that. Um, which could lead to some internal conflict within the club um, in order to kick off, um, well, within the elite, in order to kick off storylines proper within AEW's TV product. That would not surprise me. That would be the way that I'd do it anyway. Um, Should we go on to the main card before we spend forever and a day talking about one Battle Royal any longer? Hey, Bear, what are you doing? Why, Beard? I'm checking out Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocketcast, Radio Republic, and Stitcher, which is where you can find the Beard and Bear Power Hour. What wow. Did, I know. Isn't it just amazing? It is. We're on so many different platforms. I know. Were you aware we are also available on Twitter and YouTube? Crazy. Isn't it just that's why every single morning I like to go on those sites, unsubscribe, and then subscribe again so I can have that wonderful experience of subscribing over to it Over and again. Exactly. And you'll want to do that too. Definitely try subscribing. It feels great. And unsubscribing, subscribing again. <laughs> well, no, don't actually unsubscribe. Well, actually, just subscribe. Yeah, yeah, no, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, that's we're, we're happy if we do that. 
Thanks. Bit about it. So yeah, first match um, of the main card. Best friends, Chuck Taylor, Trent Moretta versus Angelico and Jack Evans. Um, thoughts on this one? Chuck Evans, Trent Moretta. Yeah, I'd probably say so. Um, these guys are um, these guys are fairly celebrated um, winners of the Dynamite Doom Virate. Um, I, I definitely haven't said that right. Um, tag team title tournament for 2014. Um, and also um, part of Pro Wrestling Gorilla Ring of Honor and similar um, throughout. Um, obviously, um, Beretta is a well-known tag team wrestler from his time in Rapungi Vice. So, yeah, I can see them taking this one. Yeah, Angelico's just a generic high flyer. There's nothing special about him, in my opinion. Ouch, I don't rate him burn. in um, any way, shape, or form. Of course, uh, he was he was he was a, a super strong style day three, wasn't he as well? Um, I, completely mistaken I have not seen super strong style day three yet. I haven't noted it, so I couldn't tell you. <clears throat> he was somewhere, 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 completely wrong. Or I watched I watched something with him in it from Progress, mm. and that's yeah, and that's what it was. And no, I don't don't rate this guy. I'm pretty sure he signed a contract with Impact Wrestling as well. Looks like so... this. Looks like this could be one of these moments where they've kind of um, put um, a guy like Angelico um, in a tag team with a more experienced wrestler to try and season him. As Jack Evans has been wrestling since 2000, um, has numerous accolades um, and has toured various places. Um, a Triple A World Tag Team Champion four times with Extreme Tiger once. Um, and Angelico three times, Triple um, A Cruiserweight Championship once, um, AWA Washington Dragon Gate, um, Jersey or Pro Wrestling Lucha Underground, Pro Wrestling Gorilla um, have also offered him um, tag team. Uh, he's been with Roderick Strong. Um, Don't forget, he was there. a part of Wrestling Society X. Um, yes, he was indeed. He was part of that as well as um, part of SoCal Uncensored um, as well. Uh... And, of course, um, a member of the Canadian Wrestling Hall of Fame. So um, possibly a bit of fan service in giving the title, but I can't necessarily um, 100% imagine that. Um, women's match. Aja Kong, Yuka, Sakaza- <clears throat> Yuka Sakazaki and Emi Sakura against Hikaru Shida, um, Riho Abe and Ryo Mizunami. Uh, but Jay, I'm going to let you lead with this one. Oh, cheers, mate. So not sure who's going to win, then? Not a clue. Fair play. <laughs> it should be interesting to see these um, international superstars on um, the AEW stage. I'm not quite up to date on my um, female Japanese wrestling. Um, or women's Japanese wrestling, to be fair. That's fair. Um, most interesting out of all of them at the moment seems to be um, the Sakazaki. And the reason I say Sakazaki, simply because she was the first person I clicked on. And um, yeah, she looks a bit like Sakura from Street Fighter. Asia Kong has a bit more of a recognizable face. Um, she is the big beefy 48-year-old one who has been wrestling since I was born. That's genuinely a thing for both All Japan um, 
and similar. She made an appearance briefly in 95 for World Wrestling Federation as the sole survivor of a woman's elimination match on Survivor Series 95. She pinned all four members of her opposing team, including Alondra Blaze. Um, she also appeared on two episodes of Monday Night Raw, was victorious in both bouts, um, and since then she has been freelance um, throughout um, throughout the last 20 years um, with numerous accolades. I can see her taking this um, along with her team of um, her team of Emi Sakura and of course Yuka Sakazaki, um, mostly because they're the ones whose names I can say. Um, moving on. <laughs> The Young Bucks <laughs> against the Lucha Brothers. Um, Young Bucks um, are currently the AAA World Tag Team Champions, um, and they are defending that title at this event. Um, a bit of a dream match on this one. Yeah. Um, two of the top tag teams in wrestling business today. Going yeah. Out. Uh, that's... Yeah, this is going to be... A very, they're going to get a longer match this time because the one in the AAA was just a, a run-in from the Young Bucks. Uh, challenged yes. them after they had already fought in a tag team match um, and then went on to win the Lucha Bros for the AAA tag team title in a very short match. Mm. So just to set up a... this match for AEW. Yeah, that would make sense. Kind of a swerve and then and then a rematch and set-up kind of situation. I, I'm, I'm can very they, excited can, for this can they match. Top, can they top the match from LAX? Um, they're in TNA. Or Impact is called now, should I say. I think working with the Young Bucks, I think they definitely can. Um, I mean, Penta L0M and um, Phoenix are definitely two of the best at what they do um, at the moment. The Young Bucks, obviously, they need no introduction, especially if you're listening to an AEW podcast. Um, in general, I am very much looking... This is probably the match, of, the match that I am looking forward to um, the most... Um, this night, although I'm going to say that about everything that I'm about it's to like see. With the Lucha Bros, <laughs> you've, you've got the strike-heavy um, Lucha style and also the high-flying Lucha style within those two. Um, mm. And you put that together and it's, it's a great dynamic to watch. Really is. Um, I would strongly recommend um, going out of your way to see the um, to see their match against each other at the... Um, at the memorial show available on um, Progress Wrestling's app because they put together an absolute stunner. Um, it's on the March Mark Hitchcock memorial show from NYC that was held at WrestleCon on WrestleMania weekend. And in my opinion, um, it's one of the matches of that weekend. It was phenomenal. Um, it's about three matches in and it's worth going out of your way for. Um, I, I, I'm really on a Lucha Bros high at the moment. So I'm I hoping they come in it. as a heel tag team as well. Um, I hope to see Dolph so Phoenix in this match. Mm. Uh, yeah, that would be interesting. That would be nice. Um, I mean, I I'm not that familiar with um, I'm not that familiar with um, the variations of Phoenix, um, but yeah, I'm I'm very very much looking forward to seeing a bit more. Um, of these two and I rate every match that I've seen them in so far so really excited for this one thumbs up for this one <laughs> before it's even happened Cody versus Dustin Whew. this one's a bit of a a bit of a could be the sleeper sleeper hit couldn't it yep 
I mean, Cody's had an amazing three years since he's left WWE. Mm. And now he's and... literally running his own promotion. Um, not, not many people can say they can go from WWE into the Indies to then running their own promotion. That's mm. kind of unfathomable for a lot of wrestlers, but he seems to have pulled it off quite nicely. Yeah, I mean, um, obviously you've got Dustin as well, who is one of the most decorated um, wrestlers in the history of the business, believe it or not. Um, he just is WWE accomplishments alone um what we're looking at over oh we're looking at over 13 different titles being held um in fact no we're looking at 16 different titles being held most of them tag team intercontinental or hardcore um as well as four different slammy awards um in the wwe definite hall of famer in his future um as well as um rookie of the year um most embarrassing wrestler most improved wrestler and worst gimmick three years um three years um for the wrestling observer newsletter um I, I think this could be his chance to actually to actually show people what a 30-year veteran um, can actually produce. Um, so Apparently they I'm, do put I'm it off, of, but I'm not looking forward to this match in any way, shape, or form. I, I think they may surprise you, but either way, it's going to be an interesting watch, um, I think. Um, I'm calling Dustin to win. I'm going to go with Cody. Fair play. Um, I can understand why both, but I think... I think oh, we didn't, we didn't call the last match. Oh, um, the Young Bucks. Oh, I called it. I called Lucha Bros. Oh, okay. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Fair play. Um, <laughs> Chris Jericho... Well, in fact, SoCal Uncensored. Let's go with that one. Um which is, of course, Christopher Daniels, Frankie Kazario, and Scorpion Sky versus the Stronghearts, which is, of course, Seema L. Linderman and um, former Street Fighter Two competitor T-Hawk. Um, what Street are your Fighter. thoughts on this? No, no one's too. But... Anyway, let's not talk Street <laughs> Fighter. Let's talk wrestling. <laughs> T-Hawk was Super Street Fighter Two. Um, sure? Yes. Positive. Yep. 100%. Right. Absolutely 100% okay. sure. T-Hawk right. was Super Street Fighter 2. So I'm going with um, SoCal Uncensored for this one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's going to go with the vets, Christopher Daniels and Frank Azarian with their protege Scorpions, Scorpio Sky on that one. Uh, they've come from ROH. Yeah. Uh, you've got former champions. Many titles with Frank Azarian and Christopher Daniels. Not don't know much about Scorpio Sky to be fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I'd go with I'd go with those guys over the strong hearts who I have no idea who they are. Um, Scorpio Sky, just to back it up, um, he did appear on WWE Raw as a character known as Harold um, in one of da- Daniel Bryan's anger management classes that also involved Kane. Um, that's his televisual um, claim to fame, but he is actually a veteran um, of some 17 years. He has appeared for Adrenaline Unleashed, all pro wrestling, alternative wrestling show, where he was um, six 
champions um, altogether. Heavyweight Championship twice, Light Heavyweight Championship twice, and Tag Team Championship twice with Quicksilver. Um, championship Wrestling from Hollywood. He's held three titles there. Enterprise Wrestling Association, Empire Wrestling Federation, Pro Wrestling Gorilla. Um, again, with Quicksilver, a tag team title. Um, Rev Pro, um, Ring of Honor, SoCal, Uncensored, obviously, um, as a touring body. Um, Wrestle Circus and even won the Jesse Hernandez award back in 2008. So a bit of a, a bit of an indie darling, um, if nothing else, um, in regards to that, I, I'm definitely going with the, I'm definitely going with the vet, veterans here. Um, and what else more can you say? Anything? Not really. Anything more on that match? No. no? Cool. Chris Jericho, Kenny Omega. Um, a rematch of um, their absolute classic from Wrestle Kingdom 12. Um, Chris Jericho, Kenny Omega. Um, winner faces the Casino Battle Royal winner in a future AEW World Championship match. Of course, one of the more interesting elements of this is that um, Chris Jericho is also facing Kazuchika Okada at Dominion 6.9 at Osaka Joe Hall. That will be um, just one week after this on June the 4th, June the 9th, sorry, two weeks after this. Um, so interesting time to be a Chris Jericho fan. Um, thoughts in regards to this? Uh, first match was a barnstormer. Uh, hmm. Now they're going to go out there. Um, I mean, in New Japan Pro Wrestling, there's no restrictions really anyway. They've just got to, got to work a certain style. Uh, but this, they can hmm. work whatever style the hell they want. Um, so it'd be quite yeah. interesting to see what they can do with no script, no reins, no style, putting anything they want to yes. into this match. So it's completely from their brains going out there. It's it's going to be a match of the night. Yeah. Um, it's definitely going to be a match of the night. Could be a potential match of the year contender. I wouldn't be surprised if Chris Jericho's cardio is way above what it should be for a 47-year-old man at this stage. And I imagine that Kenny Omega's been training hard as well. I wouldn't be surprised if... if um, if Chris Jericho's got to go one of two ways in regards to this Kazuchika Okada thing, in that he either has to beat Kazuchika Okada quicker than Kenny Omega did, or alternatively, um, he has to survive longer with Kenny Omega. So what we could be looking at is um, a sleeper for the match of the year candidate. Um, or alternatively, they could swap the star completely, and we could be seeing 15 minutes of some of the most hardcore, brutal wrestling you've ever seen before. So this this could go I mean, anywhere. Chris Jericho has been training in MMA uh, recently. I think I touched on this mm. in another episode. Um, and then there's a move called Judas Effect, which is a spinning back elbow. Um, but yeah, no, he looks in shape than he than he, than he did because uh, he was getting quite quite fat, wasn't he? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, well, I think his age was beginning to show, and obviously, I can understand why that will potentially be, considering that um, he's had sporadic appearances um, over the last few years, um, and this is really his first time being on the card um, for a wrestling organization with a with a set period of time. Um, in regards to that, he's obviously been offered quite a bit of money, um, and I think his focus will be on his in-ring career for the next few years. So, I wouldn't be surprised if his cardio is much 
further along um, than um, one expected it to be for someone of Chris Jericho's age. Um, and I think we're probably going to see one of the more in-shape versions of Chris Jericho that we've seen since he first started breaking out the dad bod. It's going to be a barnstormer, and I think we should just leave it there. Yeah. Um, tell us what you think. We are available on Twitter. We have our own. Um, we have our own little thing going off um, in regards to where you can message us. You can message us at anchor.fm forward slash jfabe. In addition to that, we are available on Anchor, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocketcast, Radio Public, and Stitcher. Um, I honestly can't think of anything else we can say let's just let's just enjoy the night and enjoy the show um this episode should have dropped before double or nothing and of course um we will be dropping super strong style 16 day two tomorrow um so keep an ear out for that um and you will hear our post-show thoughts on aew's double or nothing coming up over the next few days so that if you haven't decided to pay for it, if you don't have any other method of watching it, you can always tune in to us and hear our lovely voices um, in regards to it. Anything closing out, Jay? Um, I think we're going to be in for a few surprises. They're going to have to yeah. They're going to have to give us something, something big. No, can't really say anything because there will be something happening. Um, I don't know. I don't have any rumors or innuendo for that. Uh, mm-hmm. But you, you can bet on there will be something happening on that evening that will shock everybody. I can understand that, to be honest. Um, and I think there will be something that will that will get the papers talking, whether it is John Moxley, um, whether it is something a bit more um, a bit more left field. Um, either way, I think this is the one where they um, now would be the perfect time to announce um, a future star um, within AEW and possibly um, a a potential. We could even get a Rick Rude moment. Um, and an appearance from somebody like, dare I say it, someone like Sasha Banks. That would cause all kinds of bullshit for AEW if she were to appear on the show. It would cause all sorts of bullshit for everyone. Um, but I mean, wouldn't surprise me if they if they that would be a shots fired moment, and I would be very excited to see it. Um, but no, I think I think we could very well see something interesting in regards to a defection um, and possibly some dirty tactics um, from um, Khan's Castle of Carnage um, over at AEW. All right. Are we all rooting for Carl's Castle yeah. of Carnage? Is that what's happening now? <laughs> um, it's certainly what I'm going with. I, I can't say anything more. Um, but yeah that is us wherever you are wherever you go there you are um, definitely definitely do tune in for our post show Jay any any closing thoughts for all of our all of our many fans I just did them <laughs> oh yes yes you did in that case I will talk to you after AEW yes you will bye everybody, bye, everybody. Have, have a great time bye 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 Bye, I'm waving, I'm waving at the phone. I'm, wait, I'm waving at our, our recording studio. Yeah. Yeah, goodbye. Bye, bye. Bye. Bye, bye. Bye, bye. 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 See you, so, bye.
Bye. Bye. Still gonna wait for it to kick in. That shit, I like some hostile shit going off there, mate. Oh, isn't it just?